Hey, what's up? Hello, this is another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast, and today I am joined by Rick. Rick, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Courtney. How are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you you taking time out of your day to come and and share some of your story with us. I am so excited to dig deep. Why don't you take a minute to brag on yourself? Tell us a little bit about what we'll be talking about today. Man, I mean, I I got a movie. People ask me about my story. I'm like, it's not a story. It's a movie. I mean, you're looking at, yeah, 55 years. I mean, so there's a lot that you can accomplish within 55 years and accomplish and not accomplish and train wrecks few here and there. But um, yeah, just, I mean, honestly, I mean, started out in martial arts at the age of four and, and really, really just, you know, that's my really, I can really remember the most because I remember my very first day. Um, I got TBI, traumatic brain injury, and that's just from years of fighting and um, and just sports and things of that nature. So, like I said, a lot of things come and go with me. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to recognize the signs, but um, I still got a pretty good memory. That's what's up. I love that we can share your story here with as much memory as you got, and we can get this all we can get this all out there. I was so excited to come across your profile and and get to know more of your journey. Right. Can you take us back to? You said you can remember your first day in in martial fighting arts. martial yeah. arts. Can you tell us what got you into that? What was your interest in martial arts? You know, it wasn't my interest. It was my parents looking after my best interest, oh. and <laughs> it was um like I tell people, I, I thought I was born inherently angry i mean i just was really? a trouble oh yeah just always angry always picking fights and just getting into trouble and you know i was born in 1968 so you had to be at the age of four to start your first martial art class so okay. on june yeah on june 27th 1972 i turned four and they enrolled me in my first martial art class and uh literally my instructor broke my nose that day as a kid Oh yeah. oh yeah, broke my nose. And I mean it it was intentional, but he didn't intentionally want to break my nose. He was okay. just trying to give me a hello, a wake up, the siphon the pecking order, you know, and, okay. and, and and you know, it 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 got me even angrier. That's when I knew I loved it. I was like, I was like really my first blow that I remember, my you know. Son. Yeah, the first the first punch in the face, like Mike Tyson says. You know, everybody thinks they know how to fight until they get punched in the face. That part. And and it's out the window. So, yeah, at the age of four, my instructor, my sensei broke my nose. And um, (laughs) and I liked it. Okay, hold on. You liked it? I got to say, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, if you notice my body, I mean, I'm I'm fully blasted. Head to toe. I mean, honestly, There's not a spot on my body that doesn't have a tattoo, literally. And I know that this is probably rated G here, but and, oh. and now I'm, I'm getting into the face and everybody's like, oh, not the face. And I'm like, okay. it's just, there you go. All right. Go. Yeah. So it's just, it works for me. And as I get older, I, I just, I, I really just don't give a fuck. And, at all. At all. And why should you? Why no. should you at all? You know, I pick and choose my 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 destination. You know, my my life. I don't go by anybody else's rules, but my own. And um, you know, I, I mean, obviously, we have some rules that we got to stay in guidelines with. But at the same point in time, work related things of that nature. I'm my own boss. That's yes. It. 
That's yes. it. I only, I only answer to me and other people, they answer to me. Exactly. I love it. Love it here. Yes. I'm excited for this interview. So where did you, where did you see your martial arts career go from that first blow? You said your parents got you enrolled for your best interest, but then you yeah. got that first blow and oh, yeah. you liked it. Where did you see yourself going from there? You know, just um, continue. Just continue. I couldn't wait for my second class. You know, I mean, both of my eyes were swollen up and it was the next day. And in my sense, it was like, damn, kid, you're back, huh? And I was like, yeah, like, is that all you got? You know what I mean? Like, no, it didn't necessarily go that way. But, you know, I it was it was an addiction. You know, it really was. It was, I mean, you, know, you had to be, <clears throat> back then in the 70s, you had to be seven years of age to play any organized sport, like football, baseball, or oh. basketball. So, like I said, just knowing that, I was already ahead of the curve. So it was something to occupy my time. And again, it's something that I thoroughly enjoyed. So getting in there and mixing it up with the other kids. I mean, it's so much different than it is today. I hate to say it's watered down. It is. And it had it has to be. I mean, it is. It's today's society. But I mean, I look at some of these martial arts schools now and it's just a glorified babysitting service. That's really what it is, you know, and. And see, I can't speak for mixed martial arts. Obviously, I'm not a mixed uh, martial on, girl. artist. Come on, girl. Come on. You got I'm it not. in you. You got it I'd in be you. Winnie the Pooh. I'd be Winnie the Pooh going in there. But I oh, mean, stop. I, I grew up. Well, I grew up a '90s baby, so I feel like I grew up in the in the era of some of the greatest athletes of all time. Absolutely. But I I feel like just being able to speak from the perspective of other athletics and other sports, I can definitely agree that sports are watered down these days from where they used to be. And I agree that in a lot of ways they have to be, but they are definitely a watered down version of where they used to be for sure. And I can't imagine from the standpoint of a mixed martial artist, how far that's come. So I Absolutely. Uh, uh, leaps and bounds. I mean, still, uh, I'm a second degree in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, and and I was kind of, yeah, and I was really isolated because of, really, jiu-jitsu didn't become famous until 1993 when Hoist Gracie won the very first UFC. You know okay. what I mean? And even then, you know, the cat was out of the bag, but still people to this day were like, oh, you do jiu-jitsu, and I'll get into a karate stance or something like that. And then there's no karate in jiu-jitsu. It's all groundwork, basically. I mean, you start standing with some judo throws or wrestling takedowns, right. but you run up on the ground and it's grappling. So it's wrestling with submission and chokeholds, mm-hmm. you know? And so people are like, oh, so you do this. And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah that's what I did. It's like, I don't even argue, but yeah, I mean, leaps and bounds. I mean, even when I started back in the 80s, there was no such thing as MMA. You know what I mean? Right. Oh no, you you had to go, you had to go to individual schools to learn a different art. Yeah. So if if you were a wrestler, you you know, or you wanted to learn wrestling, you had to find a wrestling coach. Boxing, mm-hmm. you had to find a boxing school. You know what I mean? If you wanted to learn any type of um, you know, karate kicks and things of that nature, you'd have to go to a karate school. So there was no real MMA. And you know, I was very blessed. Um a uh, good, good, very good friend of mine, Pat Militich, uh, has a school out here in the Midwest, and he really, really started the very, in my, in my opinion, in my eyes, again, being kind of, I was institutionalized in the tri-state area, 
But I just remember him starting a hybrid school up and, and calling it MMA. And we all kind of laughed. We're like, man. And he turned out to have not only was he the middleweight um, champion in the UFC, but he had more champion UFC fighters than any other coach in UFC history. And so the proof was in the pudding. The system that he came up with, the Melitich system, I mean, in my opinion, was the best. I mean, he, oh. I mean, he produced some killers. I mean, killers. And but oh. I remember us kicking back and going, man, what is this guy up to, man? And and now look at the craze. I mean, it's yes. MMA's everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, when I moved out here 14 years ago, there was no MMA. There was none. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it blew my mind. I'm like, holy moly. Like, there's a few jokers that thought they had MMA and they claimed yes. to be MMA fighters. Because really, you couldn't Google them. You couldn't look them up. So you had to work. And I would always tell them, man, well, let's go on to the mats. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I said, because if you're lying, I know the mats don't lie. Show yes. me. And I mm -hmm. said, you know, they call Missouri to show me, State. Show me all this shit you're talking. And, you know, oh, my knee hurts or my, my shoulder hurts. And I'm like, you know what? Your pussy hurts, man. Exactly. Hurts. You know what I mean? It's just like, exactly. come on, stop being a crybaby. And so at any rate, you know, I, I was very fortunate to be one of the pioneers here in, in, in the Midwest area itself. I mean, obviously Branson. Um, and you probably, Courtney, you probably never even heard of Branson, have you? Right. Oh wait, Branson, Missouri. Yes, I have. Yes, okay. I have. Okay. But you're talking about a person. No, no. I'm sorry. I, okay. We we were having rum shada horchadas. Sorry. Good. I so yes, I apologize. I was sitting here thinking you were talking about a person, Branson, like in the in no, the fighting no, world. No, no, and no. no, Branson, Missouri. Yes, I have. I'm I'm right up in Wisconsin. Uh, well, a lot of people never heard of Branson. They really <laughs> haven't. Yes, and and you sure. know, I mean. It, if it wasn't my, my brother-in-law was an entertainer out here. That's how we became familiar with, we'd visit okay. out here and I thought it was a neat place. And when the economy kind of crashed in 07, that's when we had to make some moves and, and we moved out here. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Now your career kind of took a turn as far as you ended up doing security work. Was that right. kind of tied in with your with your background in mixed martial arts or did that kind of come about in a different, in a different way? No, you know, you got a reputation. People knew, you know, oh. when, when, yeah. They, and I was young. I was 18. I was 18 really? at the age. Yeah. And I was working at a nightclub and I thought it was the best thing because I'm 18 years old. You had to be 21 at the time to be in any type of bars or clubs. And at one point in time, believe it or not, I remember when the legal age was 18 to go to bars. I was too young, but my older siblings, they weren't, you know, and then they, they changed the rules around. But yeah, I mean, um, again, just being known where it gets around. And um, there were some heavy hitters. My father owned pizzerias. So he had them for close to 50 years. So I had a lot of uncles that weren't my real uncles, but at the same point in time, they, they had nightclubs. They knew, of, you know, obviously. Yeah. And it, it was a good fit. It was a good fit. So I, I started doing security at the age of 18. Wow. 
Yeah. That is, so your name kind of rung bells across the, when you say tri-state area, was that the Missouri tri-state area? No, or? no. We're talking about New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. And that's, that's the tri-state, but I mean, really, I was closer to New York. Well, I shouldn't say that. New York was farther than Delaware. So yeah, New Jersey, Delaware, and um, Pennsylvania. So East Coast, we're talking, that's, Northeast, that's, yeah. Mm, heavy that's some heavy stuff to be doing security and having your names ring but like that's when i think tri-state i'm literally in minnesota iowa wisconsin so that's okay. for your name to be ringing bells especially yeah, at 18. Yeah. 18 that's some big areas you know oh. i mean I, I i got into a lot of shit juvenile detention centers as a kid wow. so yeah i did close to three years in juvie and 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 it was all it was all flight related you know, the judge finally got sick of my name, man. He's like, you know, he's holding up the rat sheet and it's going down and it's folding up as it's going up. And he's like, these are all violent offenses. Like, you, you, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. And, you know, it was it was gladiator school. I mean, I went to Jonesboro and then Yardville. And Jonesboro literally was gladiator school. I walked in there and you just fought. So... I was oh home. I was home. You know, I'm like, this is great. Oh, oh you were having the time of your life. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I, and again, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, embellishing a little bit. It, it, it was tough. You know, as a kid. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think the first, my first one, I was 11, and then when I went back on my second one, I was 14. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Dang, so, what what was the hardest part about coming up in the system, would you say? Um yeah, you, you just um you know, I, I came from a loving family. I okay. came from a loving family, you know what I mean? I was showed love. Even though, you know what I mean, even though I had violent tendencies and anger issues and things of that in nature, my mom was a loving mother, my father was a caring father. So, like I said, it's it's just a matter of you know, you're in there with people that really just don't care. Yeah. They really don't. They're not, I mean, and they're at that time, they're not, they're not looking to get you better. They're there to teach you a lesson. That's it. And that lesson yeah. being taught is that we're going to make it so miserable for you to be here that you'll never want to come back. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. how it was, you know, and, and then to add on getting into trouble and things of that nature, that didn't definitely help out my case. So again, it was, it, it was, like I said, I mean, it, it, when I'm saying I'm embellishing it, you know, it was rough. It was rough as a kid. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew how to handle my own, but still it, it, it's not home. It's not at all. It's, it's not, it's not ever comfortable, no matter how you used to the circumstances you are, how, how able you are of handling those circumstances. It's, it's never comfortable at all. What was the rock bottom or that turning point that made you realize I've got to get my shit together? I've got to, this is, I'm done. Um, you know, when, when, um, when my father and I got busted and, um, you know, then we were sentenced into the state, state penitentiary, um, GP general population, we were mainline the whole nine yards and, you know, that that to me was like when my world kind of crashed around me a little bit. It was just like, okay, now you're in the big leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though I, I say I, I was groomed for it, 
But, you know, just, just watching the, the whole situation, you know what I mean? Seeing my father go to prison, me going to prison, leaving the family behind, you know what I mean? My, I mean, my son was just born. He was just oh. born, man. And, and I'm going to go do a five-year bid, you know what I mean? And he's an infant. And um, so that, that was to me, even though I've had some serious rock bottoms, you know, alcohol-related, things of that nature, you know, where physically, mentally, you're, you're beat down, you're broken down, rock bottom. But, you know, when your life is kind of falling apart around you, that, that's when it gets real. You know, that's when it gets real. So, like I said, a lot of rock bottoms. And, 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 and you know, and, and survived them. Knock on wood, survived them. A lot of rock bottoms. Yeah. 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 A lot of rock bottoms. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. What has been your peak since overcoming, you know, the the pitfalls of incarceration and seeing your father go to prison alongside you? What has been that that point where you said, Hey, I I made it through. This is I I I got through it. You know, when I when I figured out my true purpose in life, I was probably getting into my late 40s and I was just helping other people you know I mean I created the man that I wanted to be to give that man away and then it was it was it was the end of being selfish Rick and it was time to be selfless Rick and to give to others and you know through jujitsu I built up a pretty good community around here and I saw I was changing lives I was saving lives I was helping kids um that's where I got the fulfillment. Now there wasn't a lot of money involved in it, but at the same point in time, I, I felt I felt satisfied. I felt like I, I was living my purpose. And again, you know, people they they can look at being rich so many different ways. Um, you know, me being rich, yeah, I do like money, but at the same point in time, helping people out is when I knew that that was my chosen path. Really, really, absolutely, no doubt. And and you've been able to open up studios and how, how have you been able to help people through that, through that path? <clears throat> well, actually what I did is um, I, I, I got, a, I got out of the, the martial arts uh, about a year ago. I, oh. A lot of, in, a lot of injuries. I've had nine knee surgeries, opened up my knee nine times. Um, I had a total hip replacement. I tore tendons in both of my arms. So my body was just breaking down from the years of abuse. Okay. And, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, back in the, back in the late eighties, nineties, I mean, when it was around, I was experimenting with anabolic steroids, you know, I was taking it. And and back then you didn't have the internet. You didn't have you. You were just a Guinea pig. Right. So, you know, as, as your body's getting stronger and your muscles are getting bigger, you're pushing weight that your natural body shouldn't be doing. So yeah, right. you're getting bigger and stronger, but your ligaments and your tendons are going, what are you doing? You, you're stressing me out, like, right. and and you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, you 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 get that instant gratification and you see the results, but that gates down the line. And again, I'm still physically active. I mean, I'm more more so, like I said, into the weight training now more than I ever had been. I mean, that's always been a base of mine. When I was 13, my 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 dad was like, "Kid, you're really good at your hands. You're really good at what you do, but you got to put on some weight." He goes, so I'm going to put you on some weights. And, okay. and I fell in love with the weights. I mean, like the, like the Rock says, Dwayne Johnson, it's his anchor. 
It's yes. always been my anchor. It's where I can actually go in the flow state and just get away from the sensory world and yes. just really in tune myself. And again, that's what I started to do with, with my systems. When, when, when COVID hit, I got a financial uh, partner, which, you know, we, we had to pitch them the idea and show them the financial plan. And it was for people when COVID hit that they would be able to work out at their house through our system. You know, so when they were in lockdown and first month, we did great. We did great. But unfortunately, my investor and the IT guy that I have that I currently have, Damien um, and Justin, uh, they had a they had a falling out. So when when and he was basically running the IT for multiple businesses. So he pulled the plug on everything, including my business. And then at that point in time, you know, I was going through a divorce separation. My my kid went missing. I had to have a hip replacement. The last thing on my mind was the, this internet service. Right. You know, but at the same point in time, that's what I meant by opening up multiple studios. It's basically uh, on the on their app, you know, their personal trainer on their app on their, right. on their iPhone or or whatever they use. So that's what I'm into right now. I mean, we just kick started off again, probably about I don't know three four months ago. So this is this is something that again, it succeeded back in sixteen. Um, I know it's going to succeed now, but it's now just building the momentum up again. That's all. Takes time. You just like anything, you know, your podcast, a brand. People don't understand if you want anything good in life, you're going to have to work for it. Now, if you had a freaking grand Sam, God bless you. You're one out of freaking a million, but it happens. Yes. You know, there are overnight success stories and, you know, Hey, listen, all the power to you. I'm just not right. I'm just right. not I'm, I'm, I'm grinding every day, 2.30 a.m. I'm up every morning. Yes. You know? And, 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 and again, I got my task. Yep. Slow and steady wins the race. It's not, it's not a competition at all. It is just about getting up every day, grinding and making it happen. That is exactly what it is about. Yeah. And I am so excited to see that happen. Yeah, Where can yeah. my audience follow more of your journey <clears throat> and more keeping up with you? Um, on, on my on my page itself, um, again, if you want to sign up for the program, it's strength-certified with an S. So certified okay. with an S dot com. Also, if they want to find me on Facebook, it's Rick Koenig, my name. And then Instagram, Rick Koenig, and then TikTok, the same thing. I try to keep it simple. Perfect. Much appreciated. For anybody who doesn't know spellings or anything like that, I will link it in the description box below so you can follow along with Rick and yeah. get in touch with his programs and everything. And is there any tips, advice, guidance that you want to leave our audiences with before we head out? Never give up. Never give up. Perfect and straight to the point. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure chilling with you today. And to our audience members, to our ladies, gentlemen, and on ladies alike, you already know what it is. I love y'all fiercely.